This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Boris Diary. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini! I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Welcome to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Here's a short compilation of some of the highlights of the guests that we've had on during the first series. We start with Nick Wright talking us through his goal at Wembley in 1999. We would have the first phase, which would be Pagian, who Michelle, who wasn't bad in the air, to be fair, would attack the ball. And I was for second phase, which is either a flick on or what next. Yeah. So I was randomly sort of probably start out just beyond the back post, um, waiting for the next bit. And it, it was purposeful. It's very rare you get marked there because everybody gets sucked into the first ball. Yeah. Um, great delivery from Peter right under the crossbar. There's a defensive header out. Andy Todd, I think. Um, Todd, yeah. If you lose the ball at that point, you're like, the other team are likely to break away because all of your attack- defenders are in the goal or wherever they are. So, But I don't, I don't remember too much other than it's an ins- instantaneous reaction sort of spontaneous decision to write the balls up in the air. Let's try and get something get on it. Contact on it. And um, <laughs> bicycle kicks, you don't, you, don't, you don't practice. You yeah. practice as a kid. They hurt a bit, so you don't really practice anymore. It's more just with the technique of every other practice. It's a volley. You keep your eye on the ball. You try and get into the best possible position body shape wise. It's just uh, overhead kick is slightly more dynamic in that, that you've got to time it. And when they come off, they're amazing. Quite often they don't. I made good contact. Uh, lots of people, there's a slow, a still image of the shot that makes it look like it came off my shin. Never. No way. Never. No, no Not way. having it. it no. They couldn't have got it. No. I mean, it was a postage stamp it went into. Coxie, is, he could have had another 12 goes at trying to get his head on it. It just, it hit that, just that perfect... I knew, I, I knew I'd hit it well and I'm on the floor and I think Alan Cosy had done a couple of pictures. And I'm s- slow, so I'm looking, trying to look between legs and under legs to see where the ball had gone and to see it nestling in the far top corner. And at that moment, I'm like up and I'm off. And um, yeah, You ran I right away. <laughs> I managed to get away. Uh, I think I got near the halfway line and Robbo nearly finished my career then. <laughs> rugby, <laughs> rugby tackled me. I went down and then I just remember... 
been on the floor, laid flat on my back, and Gongi said, Nikki, Nikki, we love you, we love you. And oh, I think he must, have had, he must have had a promotion bonus in there as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The next clip comes from our chat with Barry from Watford. He talks us through what it was like in Watford in the old days, and then he talks about what happened to the allotments behind the rookery end. I'm not going to ask you how old you are, but I imagine in your lifetime, Watford has changed quite considerably. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, back in... Oh, of course it has. I mean, you know, we didn't have a ring road. Uh, we, we had... Look, back in the day when I was born many, many years ago, I'm 83 years old. 83. And, uh, you know, back in the day, it was only me and Elton John, and he was about 20 years older than me <laughs> when I was growing up. But he's, uh, he looks good for his age, doesn't he, Elton? Very yeah, good. he's yeah. held up well. He's yeah. held up well. 103 <laughs> years old, that man. is absolute genius. No, but we used to sort of knock around Watford, Charter Place, Farrelline Road, where I had my green grocers. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, right. I was the first man to sell a kumquat, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and... Uh, I, they used to come in the old girls and go, come quiet. And I go, well, let's not do that now. Let's sell some fruit. Um, no, Elton used to come in. He was wonderful. He was singing Crocodile Rock uh, and a variety of other of his hits, all of which escaped me now. But it was great in the old days. There weren't no ring road. There was... There was no bold claims about the health campus, which obviously turned into not a health campus, but a car park, and the allotment is now going to be a car park for Watford FC. There were none of these bold claims, and we'd actually had an allotment behind, you know, Watford FC. So lots, lots to enjoy at that time, which is no more. We were lucky enough to speak to two Sky commentators, Bill Leslie and Johnny Phillips, both of whom were at Vicarage Road the day that we beat Leicester in the semi-finals of the playoffs in 2013. My abiding memories of that game are, you know, and thank you, that's very kind to say, and I think as a, as a commentator, first of all, you dream of having a scenario like that. Right. Because it is, you, don't, you, you know, you can't prepare what you're going to say with something like that. It, and it's just the most extraordinary, you know, and I, I do think about that game quite a lot and go, you know, wow, how incredible that everything fell into place like it did. I mean, we're all football fans. We all go because of the highs and lows that you might get over a season, that you might get over a month. Mm. We had it in a couple of minutes. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah exactly. That so you sometimes might get in the space of a week, but to have it within the space of a minute, mm. you know, you guys must have gone, well, that's that. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was. It was, was fun. I'd set my back while on the lasted. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't watch the penalty. Cole yeah. didn't watch it. He looked the other way. I, did I didn't see Almunia save it. The first <laughs> so, time I saw it was when I watched it back. Yeah. So, so from there, you know, from from the depths of despair, you know, and there's a corner. That, you know, we're we're at the they've knocked down the main stand then, so we're in the yeah, scaffolding. You, you're in the right, scaffolding. Okay. Yeah. 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 So Leicester to the right, going mental. The rest of the stadium can't believe that the season's all come to an end. I mean, the playoffs are fantastic anyway mm-hmm. as you know even the bad ones are good because you know that even if it's nil nil for 180 minutes 
something's going to happen. Someone's season's going to carry on. Yeah. And someone's season's going to end. It was a bizarre season because the week before, was it week before the two, we played Leeds at home and that yeah. was a bizarre game. You know, that was just a, a, a crazy game in itself. And then I think... You I'm had all sure, the goalkeeper. You had all the goalkeeper. That's it. We yeah. had every goalkeeper. Yeah. yeah, I thought Tony Coton was going to come out of retirement at one <laughs> yeah. point. We had that many goalkeepers. But and then... Uh, and the I one think Brent, one Brent, in, Brent, yeah. That's it, yeah. And then Brentford had a similar scenario going on in, in the well, that, other... That, that was the yeah. other extraordinary thing because... And I think, you know, if you're going... It's like the last day of the season, I think I said in the commentary. You did, yeah, without, yeah. Without, yeah. without categorising it or, or, you know, putting it in place because... You know, the world was going mad. But in fact, seven days before, with the same referee, pretty much the same thing had happened. In that yeah, Brentford, Brentford and then down the other end. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, And that had been the difference between Brentford going up automatically or going into the playoffs. Mm. And, it, you know, so to have those two incidents happen so quickly again was, was like, well, that was amazing last week. If only we get something like that. Mm. And what I, what I remember about the game is for, for most of it thinking, well, we're going to be talking about Mate Vidra. Yes, what a goal that who was! Who hadn't, you know, yeah. he'd, been, he'd been a hero, and just but the goals had dried up for him mm. towards mm. the the run in, hadn't they? Yep. Which is why, which is why you'd missed out on automatic, really. Mm. And then he then he found his form with that incredible goal. Yeah, uh, nobody talks about that goal. We and, we, and, and, we, and we've said we've said before we've said like you know if anything it's that was that was an absolute moment, wasn't it? In that game, yeah. it just turned the game. It just flicking it over his shoulder and, and off he went. And we went yeah. on from that. But we, me and Justin have said before, nobody really bothers <laughs> speaking about it because obviously it's overshadowed by what, what yeah. went on. And, and it was so, so that, so all, all the backdrop, you know, you're sort of looking back on it, you go, well, maybe we should have known that something funny was in the waters at that stage because all this was going on and you had, um, you know, Leicester who were, you know, they were they were a funny team at the time, weren't they? They had all these players who'd gone on. You know, Harry Kane was on their bench. Yeah, Vardy the bench, Vardy. Yeah, and David Nugent, who always scored against Watford, scored against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. header. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. All, so all all these things, and then and the fact that those final minutes had a season's worth of emotion within. 60 seconds yeah, yeah, is what makes it so extraordinary. And that, I think, you know, obviously for Watford fans being on the right side of it, it, it almost seems to me that, OK, yeah, well, we lost the final, but we, at least we got that moment. When it became apparent that Watford were on something, I was getting even more excited. And as as, you, as I sort of said earlier, I had nowhere left to go, really. I started off <laughs> from quite a high pitch yeah. and, 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 and high excitement. I was thinking I can't, it can't really... I'd, I'd probably peaked by the time Almunia had made the second save. Um, yeah. And then he was, you know, just just looking, just thinking back to it. Now it's just incredible. And then the cross came in, and I, 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 the monitor was so small, I had no idea who was doing anything. But I did identify Deeney, and I'm really pleased I did. Yeah. So when he, when it, when it came on to to him uh, smashing the ball, then it, you know, all hell broke loose. It was it was one of those. I, I sort of jumped up, my headphones fell off a bit. I was wave, <laughs> waving my notes, and I was trying to convey to people who weren't watching the match that from a a penalty that Leicester had taken, Troydini yeah. had scored. Which, when you, I mean, looking back now, it's quite a you know, it's it's one of the most famous clips in Sky's history. But at the time, to try and explain to someone that a Leicester penalty had resulted in a Watford goal, it it, it took a bit of explaining, and I yeah. did, I, I tried and failed to explain that. I would have done as well. Um, I, I don't want you to change it. it <laughs> no. <laughs> so it's um, I think Sky that they do the football's funniest moments or or something along that, and it appears on there. Sky one normally, it's normally on there in the top sort of five. It's one of those, isn't it? I've done like of all the years of work for Sky, I've I've done loads of stuff and um, 
tons of like really some quite big projects, documentaries, everything. But this that that thirty second clip will just follow me to my grave wherever yeah. I go. There's, there's, there's no getting away from it. Over to a couple of BBC radio presenters now. In a moment, Chris Stark will talk to us about destiny. But before that, Andy Collins tells us about an unusual way that he celebrated Lloyd Doyley's first goal for Watford. The big moment in my life was when the Lloyd Doyley scored the goal now. Um, against PR. I wasn't there, but I broke my neck. So there we go. Pardon? What? Did you not know this? No. Did not know this story. No. All I know so, is that you I'm, are his the, the 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 sponsor of his shirt that day. Is that correct? Back in the day, basically back in the day, I'm, I'm just a massive Lloydie Doyle fan. You know, two hundred and what is it? Two hundred and fifty six games, never scored a goal. You know, not the greatest footballer, but my god, he you know he he's, he's he's passionate and gives it his all. And I just I just I just really connected with him, and uh, I loved, loved him. So I couldn't go to the games, but I was watching it at home because I was working. And uh, so I, I was on the sofa and then obviously Doyley scores and I leap up from my sofa and I've got beans in my house and I crack my head onto the beam. Blood everywhere, right? Blood everywhere. I collapse on the floor. I managed to call my neighbour on my phone. She comes round. There's blood everywhere. The ambulance arrive. They put me on a spinal board. They give me morphine, which, by the way, is bloody amazing stuff. Excellent stuff, uh, yeah. Great stuff. <laughs> I ended up getting on a spinal board for nearly like you know, 12, 15 hours. Um, and then just kicked out when they, when they said, yeah, you're, you're fine and dandy. They heard about that. And uh, Doyley sent me his football boots that he scored that goal with. No so I've got way. Them yeah. Lovely. Nice. And you know, we had, all those, we had all those T-shirts made up. You know, I was there when Doyley scored. Yeah. 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 I, I, th- I think the club made up. I wasn't there, but I broke my neck when Doyley scored, which I've still got as well. So that I've got, is... I've got, I've got I've got Doyley's boots all framed up with him celebrating the goal. It's my cherished, you know what I mean? That is unbelievable. I can't believe that. Yeah, yeah I've, I've not left it to the kids or anything. When I, when I die, it's getting buried with me. So <laughs> Yeah, uh... yeah, no, that's way, mate, yeah. <laughs> Question three. This is, a, this is again, a, a strange one. Uh, Destiny or Oceana? Well, de- I mean, it's Destiny all over. Destiny was, you know, yeah. <laughs> my it. first ever clubbing experience to my first DJ job to my it's it's like yeah there's so many stories there I saw some terrible things at Destiny I must admit yeah I mean yeah. we all know it and the funny thing about Destiny it's like same with Crouchy it's funny you mentioned Destiny it's like everyone seems to know it yeah Everyone's well they used to bust people in Croydon there. and London didn't they I remember that years ago they used to bust people in do you know yeah. um, just off the top do you know the uh, the Destiny song no you don't know the Destiny song what's the Destiny song okay I'll sing it to you very quickly Destiny when the pubs are shut and you need a slut, destiny. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> it was. That's not going to I mean, it says a lot. It says a lot about you, Carlos. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry. About yeah. that. I, I, might, ne- I never sung that song. No, I might <laughs> cut that bit out when I do the edit. I don't know. I might leave it in. No, I'd leave it in. Be fine. <laughs> Clip now from our chat with Ian Bolton, who tells us what it was like having Elton John as a chairman in the 1970s and 80s. Beginning of every season, every season that we were there, Elton would have a garden party at his house at um, Old Windsor. And everybody from the club, the, 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 the laundry lady, the sweeper-upper, whatever, everybody was invited to his place. And the first time we've gone there... Oh, what a place it is. It's like the gates at the front, you know what I mean? And all that lot. And he's got garages full of Porsches and Maseratis and 
But I've just showed you that. In his house, you walk through his house in the corridors, and that lot and Platinums are leaning against the wall on the floor. Wow. He ain't got enough space um, to put them up. No. Mine's, I mean, mine's like in pride of place. He's got them like leaning against the toilet or <laughs> le- leaning against whatever. Anyway, he turns up first time in his helicopter, doesn't he? As you do. As you As do. You do. Yeah. He's, giving it, he's giving it the big one, which I don't blame him because I do the same. <laughs> Turned up in his, in his in his helicopter, and it's like wow. I mean, at the end of oh, I've got to tell you, go sideways on that. Remember Albert McGlennigan? No, the big not... Irish boy from Lawn, right? Who had the throwing where he fell on the pitch? Yes. On the pitch, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You remember where he came up and gave it that, and then fell onto the pitch? <laughs> yes, yeah. He, he got released anyway. Anyway, going going to going to one of these dudes, we get there, and no Albert, and it's no Albert, misses and his kids. So anyway, Tom Tom Wally's going. Oh, I'll go back. And retrace of steps so he's gone back he's come to this roundabout and albert and his family are sitting in the middle of this roundabout at slough having a picnic <laughs> so tom's gone I ain't, I ain't gonna do it but tom's gone albert what are you doing he said oh i got lost so i thought well i'll just have a picnic in the middle of this roundabout in slough. Fantastic. <laughs> so tom, tom got hold of him and took him to the to the to elton's place yeah Anyway, end of the day, you have got players upside down in edges, legs hang- <laughs> legs hanging out. Was it a bit messy? Completely and utterly <laughs> rattles. Oh my god, that is fantastic! Seriously, it is what an owner! So, what an owner! What is so Lionel? It's unbelievable. That is fantastic. <laughs> Let's go around Elton's and get smashed. Do not scratch your eyes. The final clip comes from our chat with Peter Kennedy, who tells us what happened at half-time at that game at Kenilworth Road in 1997. What was really said at half-time when we were 4-0 up? Uh, Rumours have it that the police came into the dressing room at (laughs) half-time and were threatening to call the game off due to the violent atmosphere inside the ground. So Graham Taylor told us, or you guys, to ease off in the second half. We knew something was said because Ronnie Rosenthal was taken out in the penalty area when it should have been a penalty and it was a penalty but he never gave it oh and the ref waved play on and nothing was given so are the rumours true did the old Bill come in and say boys come on now I don't remember the police coming in but I feel a butt (laughs) but um, I have said this in a a couple of interviews before I don't think I'm telling lies here like but in my head Graham Taylor did say look lads take it easy second half now (sighs) you get <laughs> it was take, you could take that with a pinch of salt. Now he did. Yeah. I think he was in a bit of a shock himself from coming in four 0 So I think it was a, a, a case of right. Let's take it easy here. But I think it was just a jokingly, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted us to go out and obviously try and score another four. But it, yeah. I think it was sort of laughed upon, but forgot about. And then we were yeah, yeah. turn. But yeah. I think those type of games. I think Luton were probably delighted that we come out and just sort of. It's just it's hard to obviously put another performance in like that and yeah you know it in your back of your mind you're just saying like don't let these get back into it and mm. stuff like that and mm. you probably don't push on as much and attack as much and you're happy enough just to see a game out so that's probably the reason it wasn't as as good as the first half but you know graham D- taylor did say take it easy lads <laughs> don't for another for i think before you know we'll get we'll get murdered or something here but look it was just a, it was not he wasn't being obviously serious you know? yeah it was but, a passing comment rather than, than, a, comment, than a, but, an instruction um, yeah it worked it it yeah. Time, we were, sort of, we were rubbish <laughs> second half but look well yeah. i don't think any of us minded to be fair we were just singing that's all like that's my main memory of that game just singing our heart i was knackered at the end i was like that ah. 
Yeah. Couldn't be. It was just a day. Yeah, it was, I'm sure it was a great day for the supporters that were there, you know. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around you got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.